Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. And I'm Mike Tucker. So, Mike, tell me about this great expectation of your first child. Well, you know, a lot of our listeners have gone through this, and maybe some of them are going through it right now, where you know a baby is coming. I remember when we first, we were trying to get pregnant, and I remember we first had the little home pregnancy test that said, Mm. you know, something's on the way. Uh, And it seemed to us to be such a long period of time, you know, those nine months, it just seemed to creep by, but yet it was important that we wait the full nine months and not rush this, because it wasn't just nine months of marking time, something special is happening. Mm. Uh, There was something that was developing, and I can remember the first time we heard the heartbeat. Mm. So that part of the body was now formed, and and this this little creature inside has now a heartbeat. All I can see is my wife's stomach's growing, Mm. you know, and unless the doctor lets us listen or see something, uh, we don't really know that anything's going on behind the scenes. But it takes the full time for the child to develop. It's not just marking time, it's for the purpose of all the parts coming together to make a person. You know, that's a wonderful metaphor of how God views time. It's not just the clock going by. Right. It's something developing and and pregnancy is, you know, is the best metaphor because mm-hmm. if nine months went by but but your wife wasn't growing and something wasn't being formed, then something then you, would have been wrong. Yeah, we got a problem then because nothing's taking place. The parts are not coming together to create the whole. The whole, yes. And, and you know, today we start the second part of our series in Christmas on, on how the New Testament uh, gives theological views of what Jesus' birth really meant for us. Mm-hmm. And we're starting with this dimension of time, which is the fullness of time. And, and uh, actually, we're going to discuss a couple of Greek words w- with our audience today. And one of those words gave me great hope for my own life when I realized that this was not just time going by, but that there were different dimensions that were being created and that God was waiting for the right time, not just because the clock had to go by, Mm -hmm. but because things were being formed in my life. All things had to come together in order to make this happen. I think, you know, as the first century church began to grow and the theologians of that era, the apostles, began to put all this together, guided by the Holy Spirit, they began to to see the bigger picture that God had in mind. And the Apostle Paul is one of the ones who wrote most eloquently about this. Looking at Galatians chapter 4, we see Paul talking about this time that was passing prior to Jesus' being born. Verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Okay, so today this is our scripture, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, that actually talks about Christmas because it's talking about when the time came for God to actually send his son to be a human being in order to redeem us. He gives a purpose. And we're going to go through all of this with you. Um, It's interesting. We started looking at the birth of Christ in the Old Testament. mm -hmm. And now as we're looking at the theological implications, we're jumping past the gospel, so to speak, a little bit here. We'll we'll go back to them. But looking at the writings of the first century after the death and resurrection of Christ, where people are beginning to put this together. Yes. And actually, most of these books that we're going to talk to you about were 
uh, written, uh, with the exception of the book of Revelation that we're leaving on, on Friday, they were written before the Gospels because mm-hmm. they're starting to understand what was the implication, really, of the birth of Jesus. Right. And the book of Galatians, uh, which Paul authors, um, as we told you before, becomes uh, the great book of the Reformation, where um, Martin Luther bases his understanding of of Jesus being the only way of salvation. And, and uh, this book says it's not going to be by works that you're going to be saved. It's going to be because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. And when you believe in him, you're saved. Mm-hmm. And then uh, talk about different things related to Jesus. And one of them is his birth. How is it that God decided when it was the right time to send his son? And, you know, again, you and I looking at it, we might have wanted to rush this. You know, hey, it, it, it's time. So many years have passed. Thousands of years have passed since you first promised uh, there in the garden when you talked to Satan himself saying, I'm going to crush your head. So many years have passed. Why not now? Why do we wait so long? Look at all the, the pain and the misery and the suffering yes, that this world has gone through. Yes, why didn't the Savior come before? Yeah. Why not before? But he says, it's not time yet. Yes. And he's not just talking about the, the uh, a mark on a calendar. Correct. Things it's, are not completed yet. Yes, and today we're going to give you two words. Let's go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 again that Mike just read. When the fullness of time, those are the mm-hmm. two words, fullness and time. Now, the word fullness in Greek is pleroma. So, maybe everybody can remember this because mm-hmm. you will find great hope in this word in the future. Pleroma means fullness. We get the ple in English with plenitude. Mm-hmm. When something is completed, you have the play in all these words. Everything has come together to form the perfect whole. Yes, and then time is chronos, which we know for chronometer and, mm-hmm. and any other thing that has time, right? Just the, the passing of time as it's passing on my life day by day. I'm yeah, getting that's older the and older. Yeah, that's the chronos. Okay. Okay. But the pleroma is how all these variables are coming together to complete something. Mm-hmm. Not just that a time has to come, but the time has to be completed. I mean, pregnancy, as you were talking about your wife, is the perfect metaphor or how the nine months are going by but things are being formed inside if you try to have that baby at four months, you got a real problem. Yes, but it's not because not of the formed. time. It's because of the, the, the variables. Fullness, are, yeah. Absolutely. The, we have not had had the development that needs to take place. Yes, and, and the reason why I say a lot of people will find great hope on this is because I have had uh, great issues with God's timing oh, in my yeah. life. Um, oh, how many times have I, have I, in my own arrogance, threatened to buy God a clock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know the better time, but I've been so upset because it seemed like his timing was so off. Yes. And he's saying, you know, I've got the bigger clock here. Yes. Things are not complete yet. So imagine that we have this big jar of time called uh, <laughs> Kronos, okay? Mm-hmm. But we're going to start filling it with cups of water that mm-hmm. are the different variables. And we've been talking to you about, you know, uh, Jesus being human, of the Davidic line, and we keep putting water in this jar. And it's starting to grow, but it's not to the brim yet. Not to the brim yet. Things have got to come together in the right place, the right time. Yes. So think of your life in that way, too, so that you can relate to the history of self. So, now God is going to use the history of salvation to bring about different variables that will create the pleroma of the fullness of time for Jesus to come. One of them is the Greek Empire. The Greek Empire is, you know, we study this in history and we just think that this is just dates and figures and battles, you know, and Alexander the Great. Yeah. But really what they brought to us was a common language. Yes, which the whole New Testament is written in 
Greek in because, Greek. Uh, you know, Alexander the Great actually conquers so much that he puts the whole world together in one currency and one language. One language. He saw himself as a missionary spreading a Greek <laughs> yes, culture, really, absolutely. is what he saw himself doing. And he did that very thing by uniting the world with one common language, and that was Greek. See, I almost uh, see God putting, okay, this cup of water in the jar now. Now mm-hmm. we got the whole world speaking one language. So when the New Testament is written, everybody's going to be able to read You'll it. You'll be able to read it. And then we have the Roman Empire that has its own things that it gives to the history. Well, one of the things that Rome did is it brought peace because they were so strong, they subdued the enemies, and they brought a, a rule of law and order and peace to the region that, that the world had really never known, the Pax Romana, the, the peace of Rome. Yes. They also were, were big on building roads. They were they were structural engineers and, yeah, they and built doing more incredible than, things. Yeah, More than 5,000 miles of roads. Mm-hmm. That's why we have this saying, all the roads uh, lead, lead to Rome. Lead to Rome, because they <laughs> yeah. built them all. That's right. And then we have all these other things, and we already talked to you about the prophecies like Caesar Augustus uh, census that eventually brings Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem when, in fact, they lived in Nazareth. So you can see this giant jar of water uh, being filled with different variables as the time is going by, the chronos mm-hmm. is going by, but one day the water gets to the brim. Yeah. You know, another thing about this peace that Rome brought during times of war, people are worried about survival. That's all. Yes. But when it is peace, then you begin to look at the bigger pictures of life. Mm-hmm. And you look for fulfillment. You look for meaning, mm-hmm. for for some sort of reason for the whole thing. And I think that that is another thing that was happening on the earth at that time. People were looking for something yeah, bigger. Yeah, they were seekers. They, they were... were seekers. Mm-hmm. And that was brought about because of the peace that Rome had provided. Now, all of a sudden, people are thinking the bigger thoughts, and they're ready for something, a new event, something that would fulfill them. And that is the variable that Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 starts with. When the pleroma of time, when the fullness, when the plenitude, when the completion of the time came, says verse 4, God sent His Son. It was exact time. It was an alarm clock went by mm-hmm. when the water hit the brim of the jar of history. And now's the time. And then we get all the other variables. He was born of a woman, exactly like the prophecy said. He was born under the law. Of course, you know that he was a the Davidic line, he was Jewish, and we get the so that on verse 5, which is always a purpose statement. Why did Jesus come? Why did God send his son in Mm -hmm. the fullness of time? What was the purpose of this? So that we can receive the adoption as sons. Yes, here we have, let's actually read verse 5 if you want, Mike. Verse 5 is so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. So here we have the whole thing. He was born a human being in the perfect time when all the variables are on time, when the pregnancy is complete, when the baby is formed in Mm -hmm. history, Mm -hmm. and he sends it so that he might redeem us. And, and again, the adoption is a part of this. Now we are sons and daughters of God. Uh, Paul describes himself as the bondservant of Christ, the mm-hmm. slave of Christ. In those days, if indeed a man uh, lived his life and didn't have a male heir, he could adopt a, a slave. Mm-hmm. And then that slave was no longer referred to as a slave. This is a son mm-hmm. and with all the rights and privileges. And that's what he's telling us. We've been slaves to sin, but now because of Jesus, at the fullness of time, we are adopted as heirs of the kingdom of God. We are a part of his family. We don't know exactly what was the date of Jesus' birth. Uh, We are celebrating exactly this in Christmas, that the fullness of time came, and it was the right time for God to send a Savior. And in the same way, 
uh, that's the way he works in your life with his timing mm-hmm. for you. Sometimes there's a variable that still needs to happen for the fullness of time of some particular thing to happen in your own life. There have been things that I have longed for, things that I've wished for, but they didn't happen. They didn't happen until finally one day they took place. God was saying to me, you weren't ready for it at point A. You're ready for it at point B. That's what the birth of Jesus reminds me. God's hand is on time. And when the time was right, Jesus came. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!